Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. God damn, it's busy today here, Kat. <laughs> Holy shit, there's a lot to talk about. Welcome to After 9. We're glad you're here. Thank you for downloading. We uh, went out last night with some beers together. We were at Waterloo Brewing, right across from Bingham's in Kitchener. It was a good time. That's a nice patio. It was nice to see our our radio colleagues all in one spot. It was good. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, Waterloo Brew. What the fuck happened to you? Sorry, you sorry. Down? I thought you had more to say, and then you no, just stopped. No, no, it was, it was a fun thing. It was it fun, was, and that was yeah, the last. It was. I had it was. It. it was awesome. Uh, yeah, kind of weird too. I I've been to a patio and in a restaurant before. Um, in the last month or so, but this was the first time I've been out with that many people. And we were doing all the right things, by the way. We were sectioned off by table, so there was no more than, what is it now, eight per table? I don't even know what the what I, the max is. I think it's six, unless you're know. all from the same household. Know. Whatever it was, Waterloo Brewing was on it, so at one point, actually, someone came over to talk to us at the table, and they were like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You sit back down at your table, or you guys figure something else out. One of you go to the bathroom, and then you can sit at that table. It's like, okay, all right. So it's good. They're doing all the right things. Uh, now, when it comes to, I'm not even calling it a beer. It's a brew, and that's what we've been calling it, but we have uh, our 91.5 The Beat Passion Fruit Brew. Uh, how, how would I explain it? It's, it is more like a drink, like a juice drink. It was like a grapefruit juice. <laughs> it almost. was, it's a juice. It's a, basically a juice. So don't go there. If you're thinking about going, it's a limited supply, by the way, they only made one batch and you can only get it at Waterloo Brewing. So if you're looking it up online, cause I did get a podcast listener who heard us talking about it, um, message me and be like, I can't find it on the website. No, because they're not canning it. You have to get it at the tap house or take it in a growler to go. They're not going to ship it to you. And I wouldn't recommend them shipping it to you anyway. <laughs> Honestly, like I enjoy it right from the tap. Why not? But anyway, it's uh, it's not for everybody. Like that's the truth. It's not for everybody. It's sour and sweet at the same time. That's what I got from it. Yep. Um, it's, uh, how else would you describe it? It's not quite carbonated. There's a little bit of carbonation in there, I noticed, but it's not very carbonated at all. Um, it's a nice summer beverage. I I would say though, I sipped on it for a while. Yeah, I sipped on it for a while too, and I usually finish a beer quite quickly. It, it, when they set it down, it's orange. It looks like orange juice. It tastes kind of like grapefruit juice, but it does have alcohol in it. It's different. I asked the waitress, I'm like, "What is the feedback like on this?" Because me, as a beer fan, that is not what I was expecting. And she said about eighty percent of the people love it. Sometimes they even order another one. About 20% hate it because they came in expecting like a traditional lager or right. a, a dark or yeah. something like that. It's so not. It's you're, not. You're right. It's not really a beer. It's a, a brew. But it's good. So Waterloo Brewing, check it out. It's good. Ask for the beet brew and they'll give you that. And let us know what you think. It's You're right. It starts off when you first take a sip. It tastes sour. But then it gets sweet on your tongue as it... Uh, Perforates in your mouth. Perforates. Get yourself <laughs> some perforation today. Yeah. No, it was a uh, no. It was nice though to actually like uh, see people and hang out. We when we started the job at the station, it was right before COVID, so we did have a couple of events with people. We went to Oktoberfest. There was a couple other events we took part in, and it was right before St. Patrick's Day, twenty twenty. Y'all might remember and that's when it went down. So after that, we kind of stopped seeing most of the people we work with. So it was it was nice to get together and nice for the company to purchase some things for us. Yeah, thanks for the one drink, John Global. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and a plate of nachos that everyone was so 
hesitant to share. Like, everyone's yeah, like, like, we're sharing this plate of nachos? Like, I mean, we're here together, yes, but are we sharing these nachos for real? Basically, whoever touched it first, it's theirs. Because the nobody thing. else wants to touch it after somebody else has. That's right. They're COVID nachos. Uh, the variant nachos. <laughs> Delta nachos. Delta, Delta chos coming to a restaurant near you. Uh, before we talk about the stuff that you're embarrassed to buy, which is a fun topic, we will talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about a number of different things, including the shitty sports that they should just kick out of the Olympics because it's stupid. Uh, just a quick fuck you, Joe Biden. I don't understand why the Americans are keeping the border closed until August 21st. Like, just fuck off. Open the goddamn border. People are vaccinated on both sides of the border. Enough's a fucking enough. Open the border. Canada's letting Americans in August the 9th. Canadians can't go to America, though, until at least August 21st, unless they fly. It's basically an attack on people that can't afford to fly or people that have to drive. It makes absolutely no sense that I can fly to Miami and party my dick off, but I can't drive to Buffalo yeah. and get a tank of gas and buy some school supplies at Target. Yeah. I'm, it, okay, so let's go back to when we, when we knew this was you know, a thing when the borders were restricted in the beginning, it's to avoid the dilly dalliers mainly. Right. Is that what they're trying to do here? Like I'm someone who might go to target, for example, here's a good example. I would do that. I would cross the border and I would go shop at target. They want to avoid people like me. Right. Because otherwise what you're saying is true. I mean, you can go ahead and take a vacation in the States when you fly there, you can gallivant there anywhere you want. But they're just not okay with the daily gallivanting. Is that what I'm getting from from that? And why is that making such a big difference? Is that yeah, does that make such a big impact? What is the fucking difference, Joe? I mean, honest to God, there's still people that suggest that he's really not concerned about Canada. They're worried about the optics of opening the border to Canada, but not to Mexico. I don't give a fuck. Just open the goddamn border. You know what? There's a lot of Mexicans that are coming to Canada right now because they happen to be firefighters, and we've got a real forest fire problem up here. So thank you to Mexico for sending so many firefighters our way to help out. Um, I'm not worried about anybody. I'm vaxxed. You're vaxxed. Half of America's vaxxed. Open the border, and anybody who's not vaxxed, you take appropriate precautions. Enough's enough. Open the damn border. Like, shit. It shouldn't be this hard to figure out. Fuck you, Doug! That was for Joe, though. Fuck you, Joe. I think Trump won that election, by the way. I think he did. I think it was fixed. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not going Come down on. that road. <laughs> I'm not Come going on, down don't that Don't go road. there. No, I'm pissed off, but only because, I mean, eventually, at some point, common sense has to prevail. And there are so many politicians in America that are livid that the White House did that yesterday. They're furious. Because they live in border towns and they need the help. And I know that you said Niagara was jammed this weekend. Oh, yeah. uh, Niagara might be okay without the tourists. I'm sure they can at least stay afloat until the border comes open. But there's a lot of other towns. We have the largest undefended border in the world between Canada and the U.S. And there's a lot of towns where you got family on the other side. you got friends on the other side. You work on the other side. I mean, there's just no reason to keep fucking around like this. Open the border. If you're safe. Do as you will. If you're not safe, take precautions, and enough's enough. Fuck you, Joe. Fuck you, Joe. <laughs> I wish we had that drop. <laughs> they they got to make another 21 Jump Street. That's 20, what would be helpful. Yeah, what are they on? 23, but I mean, 23. Generally speaking, anyway. Yeah. Fuck you, Doug! 
Yesterday, Patrick Brown, the mayor of Brampton, came out and, and he asked a very logical question. He was going through the Reopening Ontario Act and he's like, so the Reopening Ontario Act requires from the province that municipalities require of their people that they wear masks outside. And Pat's right. Why? Why are we doing that? Mm-hmm. Outside is outside. It was Doug himself that said it. Indoor bad, outdoor good. Indoor bad, outdoor good. Why are we wearing masks outside? Why are we wearing masks at all if we're double vaxxed? I mean, 80% yeah. plus is single vaxxed and 64% double vaxxed. We're really coming to the time when they should should say, just take it off if you're comfortable doing so. Right. I, I and mean, take appropriate precautions. Distance if you're not wearing a mask. But if you can distance, why are you wearing a mask outdoors? It's fucking stupid. Yeah. The the outdoors thing, I get. I understand why people are like, why are we doing this outdoors? Um, in a lineup, for example, they'll still ask you to wear a mask when you're outside waiting in line to go in somewhere. Or a good example, what we were out on a patio yesterday. So at your table, take your mask off. While you're standing up on your way into the bathroom, you got to put your mask on. Things like that. Yeah. I mean, come on. Really? But I'm not in such a rush to get rid of the mask altogether, personally, just because... Neither am I. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm all for let's continue to wear our masks indoors. I don't know what it's going to look like once September hits. Well, I think we all have a feeling we know what it might look like once September hits and kids are back in class. But I'm, I'm not ready to get rid of masks altogether. You know, I'm just waiting for Doug to show up in my bathroom and hold my dick while I piss. Like, God damn it. You got to leave us alone. Let people do what they want to do. You said do this, and then you'll get that. Well, we did this. You haven't given us that yet. And and I'm with you. I'm not ready to take my mask off in a lot of scenarios yet. But, I mean, like Mayor Brown said yesterday, why on earth would we require someone who's sitting in a f- soccer field watching their kid play sports to wear a mask? They're nowhere near anybody. Why would they have to wear a mask outdoors legally? I don't know that anybody's really enforcing it, but technically that's the law. It's yeah. silly that they haven't updated that yet. Um, let's move on to a couple other things here. Competition at the Olympics has begun, and they have released a list of the sports that people are most looking forward to and the sports that people are not really interested in watching. Which begs the question, if this is such a made-for-TV event anyway, why do they even have them? The sports we're looking forward to the most. Number one is swimming. 43% have it in their top five sports that mm-hmm. they want to see at the Olympics this year. Swimming. Okay, and does that go for everything? Like, are we talking synchronized? Are we talking race? What is it called when you're swimming and you're racing? <laughs> What's the name for that again? Whatever. Are we talking about all of it? I. Uh, it's specifically the swimming laps and heats and stuff like oh, that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay, fine. Number two is artistic gymnastics. Yeah. 39% say, yep, that's in my top five that I got to see. There's a difference, by the way, between artistic gymnastics and rhythmic gymnastics. The rhythmic is where they dance around with, like, the fucking ribbon and stuff like that. The artistic is, like, the, the balance beam and the vault and that sort of shit. Yeah. I don't like the, the, like the rhythmic with the ribbon. Eh. Like, it, it looks pretty, but otherwise, meh. Yeah, I don't really know what they're doing. Yeah. I like the they other like shit. they're on something. Give me the flips. Like, give me, give, me, give me all the flips and the crazy moves and the Simone Biles shit. Like, I'm down for all that. I, uh, otherwise, meh. Diving is number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand diving. I mean, I have gotten into a pool hundreds of times in my lifetime. It shouldn't make a difference how big or small a splash I make. 
What's the yes, fucking difference? It does. It's a global competition to see who can get into the pool the best. It, it's who dumb. can enter it gracefully, but still, but still, the fact that they do all those moves going into the pool, it is hard. I mean, I personally, I, I've got a bit of a fear with with deep ends and water and diving boards. I'll fully admit that. I actually hate all of it. I hate all of it. So for me, seeing someone do that is like, I could never imagine myself doing that. And when they go synchronize, Scott, you're telling me when they go synchronized diving, you, you don't want to watch that shit? It's crazy. The fact that they can synchronize their movements and they practice doing it in the air tons of times. Just getting up that ladder alone, I'd be fucking exhausted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's insane. And all you have to do is look at their bodies to realize how much work goes into it. Like, these people are fucking jacked. They're like 0% body fat. It's insane. Yeah, I just don't think diving is a particular skill that we need to celebrate on a world-class scale. I mean, if you're into diving and you're into diving, you guys just go and dive together. I don't know why the rest of us have to watch it. You know what I have a beef with, generally speaking, with the Olympics? The one thing I will say about diving I dislike, and many others, gymnastics is actually one of them too. Um, There's many. When judges are involved, I Mm. like clear-cut winners. I you like want a, a race. I like a race. I like a scoreboard. Give me a time. Give me every any of those. Show me evidence because I start to get skeptical about some events if I'm watching it and judges are involved. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and then you start yelling at your TV screen with whatever country fucked your person over, right? Like, fuck yep. you, you know, whatever. Germany. I'm just going to use Germany as an example. Sorry, Germany. But, you know, like, you never know what's actually going on with those judges. Maybe they secretly hate that person. Maybe they're having a bad day. I mean, I don't trust people. That's basically the. That's basically what I'm trying to tell you. I don't trust people. I like clear-cut scores. Give me a winner. Show me who is first in line. And, and that's how I – that's really the stuff that I enjoy. No, I tend to agree with you. I mean, it's always suspicious when it's like, ooh, tens across the board, but a six from the Russian judge. Yeah, like what? What? What, what did the Russian judge watch? <laughs> what? what do you know that they don't know? Like, I'm confused. Uh, number five is basketball. 19% say it's in their top five to watch. The rest of the top ten includes rhythmic gymnastics, boxing, track and field, baseball, and synchronized swimming. Track and field, I don't really care about most of the track and field events because – I don't know. They tried to make me do track and field when I was in high school, and I don't know if they noticed or not, but I'm not exactly the most fit individual. So trying to get me, they always make the fat kid in school throw the shot put, and that's what they made me do. Here you go, fucker. Throw the shot put. You, you can do that. Who cares if you wreck your arm? Blow out your rotator cuff. I hated doing shot put. I mean, I'm, I'm with you there. I remember having to do that uh, track and field day. I think most people went through that and I hated it. I hated yeah. like I didn't I was like I don't want to. Like how do you opt out? And they'd be like, "No, you know, it's a team building. Everybody throws the shot put." Like so I'd purposely mess up everything I did that I didn't want to be a part of. But I do like the the dash, the 100 meter, 200 meter maybe yep. m- max. I I enjoy watching, but I'll only watch the medals. Like I'm not watching qualifying shit no. unless Canada I know will be on, then I'll take the time to watch it if there's a Canadian. Otherwise, yeah, I'm the same way. I watch the the running and stuff like that, but I I really don't know how throwing a javelin has any practical application whatsoever in life. <laughs> it doesn't. Stupid. It doesn't. Now to the sports that people don't care about. 
The ones we are least likely to watch. By the way, what do, what do you want? Like bed making skill Olympics? Like yeah, you like want, where like, are we going to draw the line? Like oh fuck, the there's kitchen. somebody who can toast toast real quick. Oh, that fuck. person knows how to scrub an oven. Fucking right. <laughs> the sports we're least looking forward to begin with handball. Okay, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know what handball is. I'm googling it right now. Is that like, like dodgeball? No, I don't think so. I, isn't it like tennis, but you don't have a racket? Okay, I've I don't I've never even played it. Is it? Or do we even have a team? Does Does Canada have a team in handball? Uh, I yeah. don't know. Handball seems like something you do in bed. <laughs> now those are your Olympics. I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> Up next in the Jack and Off contest. Here we go. <laughs> The Gold medal for the Americans. Silver in the circle jerk goes to. <laughs> uh, sports that we are least looking forward to. Handball, water polo, field hockey, judo. Judo. Yeah. You know what? I don't know what I'm looking at. Like, I'll be honest, too. A lot of it is ignorance. Like, I don't know what I'm looking at and what the score is supposed to be. And was your kick good? I don't know. So why would I watch that and almost like try to critique someone in my mind when I really don't understand it? But the goal is to land a move without actually hurting them, right? Like, don't you get penalized if you actually like hurt them? I don't know. And again, this is where judges come into play. I don't trust it. Yeah, it's weird to me. I mean, unless we're actually going to have like a like an honest to God fight. I don't understand why we're doing shit like that. Yeah. Uh, ping pong is one that people are not <laughs> planning to watch. I mean, unless there's a red solo cups filled with beer on the table, mm. I don't understand the point in watching other people play ping pong. The only time people watch other people play ping pong is at the Olympics or when you're waiting for your turn. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. The beer pong thing is something I would get behind. I believe it's Post Malone, if I'm not mistaken, that's actually come up with a, and COVID fucked it over, of course, but came up with a celebrity beer pong league and he wants to get it televised. And apparently there's a ton of really good celebrities on board to do beer pong, yeah. televise it as a series or whatever. I don't know if it'd be on a streaming service. I'd be down for watching that. That's great. That's good fun. But why is the IOC not recognizing beer pong at this point? I mean, every uh, college and university student in the world knows exactly how to play. They all wow. know the rules, and half of them are pretty fucking good at it. You'd have to put water in the cup, because they kind of frown upon having any alcohol or drugs in your system, if you haven't noticed. Yeah. Well, I don't need any virtue signaling from somebody named Dick Pound, so <laughs> fuck off. Sailing, nobody cares about. Rugby, I'm a little surprised at that. I thought most of the team sports would be fairly popular, but I think, again, that just goes back to ignorance. A lot of people don't know don't the rules. Don't know, yeah. When the Pan Am Games were in Toronto, they hired me to host Rugby Sevens at BMO Field, and I didn't know a thing about rugby, not a thing. But one thing I learned over that competition is that Canada's women's Rugby Sevens team is the best in the world. They are so good at what they do. So I think we might have a medal shot there. The pentathlon is number uh, seven on the list. Number eight. Pentathlon is another one of those events, like a triathlon, but it's five different events. It includes swimming, shooting, equestrian jumping. 
it's very barbaric if you think about it. Like, do you shoot while you're on the horse, and does do do both of you go in the water, or how does that work? I, think I don't it's even like a, know. It's like one at a time, like a triathlon, if I'm not mistaken. So you basically, I'm not sure the order, but you would, you know, fence someone and jump into the pool, and then you'd go over there and and do the next activity. It's a lot. Like I can barely master one thing. I I'm not I'm not trying for five in a row. Not happening. Yeah, I mean, fencing, I'm glad you mentioned that. That's another sport that I don't know why we're doing that at the Olympics. If you're somebody who's into fencing, great. You don't need your own Olympic sport for that, though. It's not a mainstream thing. Unless we're going to use actual swords, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Oh, you touched me with your metal thing that's got a, a fucking round ball on the end of it so nobody gets hurt. What is the point of that? Yeah, I know. Can- I know. Canoeing and badminton are also in the top Ugh. 10 of shit that people don't want to watch. Canoeing. I don't understand that. I wouldn't want to watch that either. And when it comes to badminton, I remember a girlfriend of mine who was very good at badminton. She was like the captain of our of the team in my high school for years, Was told me to come to a tryout because she, she saw me do it in gym class. She's like, oh, my God, the tryouts. you got to be in badminton this year. I was like, okay, I'll go to the tryout, even though like I wasn't really having a great time. And in the middle of tryout, I'm going – what the fuck am I doing here? Like, yeah. I don't want to play badminton. I am bored to tears. Don't hate on me for saying it. It's just me and my preference. But I literally left the tryout. I'm like, actually, this isn't for me. Yeah. Like, I remember the one of the coaches being like, uh, oh, okay. I'm like, bye. I'll see you after. Listen, any outdoor sport that needs to be postponed because it's windy is stupid. <laughs> it's fucking dumb. Why are okay. we televising this shit? Oh, you know what I, okay, but here's the exciting part. And all those things you mentioned, we've either seen before or we think we, we know, or maybe we'll Google. But how about the new sports that are out this year? Because I am actually excited about most of them. So the new Olympic sports that you're going to see, televised, sport climbing. Uh-huh. All right. I am okay. I, I this is rock climbing, though. Like it, the same shit you pay $15 for and it's got the little rubber things yeah, in the rock. To be honest, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know if it's just like raw rocks or if you're allowed to have those grippy majiggies. I, those are all technical terms, by the way. I don't know how that works. Um, skateboarding. I mean, yes. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's a sport that a lot of people yes. do and that kids grow up learning how to do and how to get good at. You know that's- what's fucking livid that that's a sport now in 2021? Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk's oh, yeah. like, fuck you. I would have had more gold than Michael Phelps if that was an actual Olympic sport when I was in my prime. But you know what? That said, I don't I don't believe he's competing. But if he did, I bet you he could do well. Um, the other ones are karate. I guess they weren't. Judo was. Karate. Karate uh, was not. Surfing. Would you watch surfing? Actually, that does seem like an interesting one. I've never done it, but I certainly understand that there's a lot of people who do, and there's a, a lot of skill and technique that goes into it. You can train a lot for it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. The, mm-hmm. the Surfing makes sense. Yeah, surfing. I would gladly replace sailing with surfing. You know, we could swap those two out interchangeably. The biggest danger is probably the sharks. That's all yeah. you got to worry about. <laughs> Right. Exactly. That's it. Um, that's fun, though. I, I like that. Um, yeah. Skateboard, I, I like all of those uh, those new ones, and I will probably be more likely to watch those new ones than I would a lot of the others that you mentioned. Yeah. I don't understand why, um, for example, MMA, UFC-style shit, isn't an Olympic sport at this point. Mm-hmm. Why? It's one of the most popular sports in the world that the International Olympic Committee doesn't even recognize. Mm-hmm. They only just... Just last week, 
recognize lacrosse as a sport. One of the oldest sports in the history of the world that thousands upon thousands of people play. There's two professional North American leagues, and it's got an international competition already set up. They just last week recognized that. Yet we're dedicating television time to fucking handball? This is stupid. Although I'm sure that's one of those sports that it'll be like, and you can watch that on our digital sub channel streaming at 4 a.m. our time. Yeah. I don't think they're going to dedicate much TV time to that or judo and shit. Okay, uh, one more thing I want to cover here, at least one more thing. Uh, we'll talk about Linda O'Leary's trial because closing arguments start today. We'll get to that right after this. It's a new list of the top 10 items that people are embarrassed to purchase. And when I say embarrassed, I mean you need it, you go in to buy it, but you don't want anybody else to know you're buying it. Like if you've got like a shopping cart, you're burying that at the bottom underneath some shit so no other shoppers see it. Right, right. When you get to the checkout, you're hoping not to make eye contact with the <laughs> cashier because you don't want to be judged. The number one thing that people are embarrassed to buy in person. Condoms. Condoms. Yeah, I mean, people have sex. And I, we, should be, we should be proud when we see someone walking around with condoms because they're doing the right thing and they're being safe, right? But that's not the way that the purchaser sees it. No, I mean, it's really in your head if you have an issue with it. And I totally get it, by the way. Even I feel a little weirded out buying condoms sometimes, especially if you go to somewhere like uh, Walmart where it's way over in the fucking health section and they've got all the sex stuff together. They've got like a wall of condoms (laughs) and here's a couple of shelves full of lube and shit like that. Yeah, Yeah, it's a little weird to be standing in that aisle because you know when you see somebody there, they're either buying – uh, contraceptives or pregnancy tests or condoms and lube. Yeah. It's the way it works. Yeah. So condoms is number one, followed by emergency contraceptives. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have you walked into a store and thought, I'm here for plan B, but uh, I don't really want to admit I'm here for plan B. You got to ask somebody for it. And then you got to go to the front and check out there. It's a pain in the ass, yeah, right? Yeah, I think that's all by pharmacy here. That's the way it works. But approaching the pharmacist, right, for pickup, y- yeah, I'm sure you say it kind of low-key under your breath, like, Plan B. Uh, <clears throat> Plan B. I'm sorry, what did you say, ma'am? Plan B? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Say that again. Did you say Plan B? And you're like, fuck, shut up! <laughs> yeah. Not sure if he pulled out on time. I'm going to need some of that. It's like, well, Pass right. me the fucking pill. That's Damn it! Why I- that's why I could never be a fucking cashier because I'd be like, hey, now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to get personal, but you you totally do get personal. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your plan B and the cream pies over there in the frozen section. <laughs> <laughs> my non having a baby pie. Thank you so much for that. My my empty uterus will enjoy that later. <laughs> uh, bed bug spray. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to admit they've got bed bugs in their place, but... Okay, and honestly, if I saw someone... I don't even know what that looks like. But let's say I saw a label and someone had a basket and it said lice removal kit. You bet your fucking ass I am staying far away from you. Yeah. Far away. I don't want that shit in my house. Cooties! He's got the fucking cooties! Run! Run! Yeah. Lice sucks, but every now and again... It happens. And it probably happens to everybody at least once during their school years... 
some kid comes to school and they've got head lice and then it spreads like crazy. They should make a vaccine for that. (laughs) Not approved for kids under 12. Yeah, of course. The ones that always get it. So bed bug spray and then head lice. That was a good call. Both on the list. Followed by hemorrhoid cream. Yeah, I mean, if you got a big fucking boiler growing down there, you you, want to put something on it. But it's weird to have to go into a store and just to buy that. Like, I feel like if you go into Shoppers, for example, or uh, Pharma Plus to get hemorrhoid cream, you got to buy like a bunch of other shit and just sort of mix it in with there and hope the cashier just glances right over it. How many people do that? I, I bet you a lot. They spend more than they actually want to spend because they need to mix it mix it around with their cart. Like, okay, so I need the fucking preparation H so badly it hurts. I'll waddle over here and I'll also grab a Tylenol and see if some see if some granola bars are on sale over here and just pack the cart full of shit so nobody notices. You know those blow up pillows that you get for an airplane? I need one of those. Are you traveling? No, I need to sit on it because my asshole is on fire. <laughs> And throw in some hemorrhoid cream, too. Uh, Diarrhea relief right after the hemorrhoid cream. I mean, I think we all assume that everybody poops. Sometimes it's a little less firm than others. And you got to get something in you to try and calm that shit down. So you need those products. And they work. It's just maybe it's a little weird to buy it. I I can't see myself having an issue buying it. Would you be okay going in there? One of those big orange jars of Metamucil or something. <laughs> That's it. Some of them Sorry, are not- my tummy has got a ton of butterflies in here. <laughs> yeah, some of the contain like now that you mention it, some of those containers for certain products are not discreet. Like they're yeah. very obvious, which is the reason why a lot of people hide it. I don't really have a problem with a lot of medications. Like I, I don't give a shit. I will admit though, and this is pretty this is pretty fucked up, and I don't know if this is on the list, so sorry if I'm jumping here, but that still to this day, I mean, I'm a woman, I get my period. Still to this day, if I'm buying tampons, I like usually do tuck them under. And it's not because of necessarily me. It's because if I bump into someone I know, I don't want them to feel awkward. Uh. Is that weird? Like, that's a strange thing to admit maybe, but maybe I'm not alone there. But I shouldn't have to feel embarrassed. No, you shouldn't. In fact, you shouldn't even have to pay for it, to yeah, be perfectly I mean, honest well, with you. Well, we're on that topic. No shit. But anyway, yeah, I get it. I mean, anything that has to do with your intimate areas, sure, there's a certain stigma around it. Even though it shouldn't, it's a perfectly natural part of the reproductive cycle. There are a lot of women who get embarrassed. See, me? I don't. I'm that guy who will gladly go and get those products for her. Because nobody's going to think, get a load of this guy. He's on his period. But if a girl's got him, you think, uh-oh, here we go. Or there's so a good I don't mind. sale. No, do people really think that? Because sometimes there's just a sale. And we take advantage of the sales because, like you mentioned, it should be free, but it's not. And it's actually quite expensive sometimes. So if there's a sale, I'll buy it. I'll buy it and I'll stock up even if I don't need it. But just like anything else in the world. So I hope nobody looks at it and goes, well, she's for sure on her period. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stay no. away from her. No. She's probably in a bad mood. Maybe, Yeah, like maybe we just plan shit out in advance. Yeah, it's true. Adult diapers for incontinence. Yeah, oh, nobody. It's yeah. one thing to walk through shoppers with a big bag of pampers under your arm because you got a, a, a little one at home. It's a totally other thing to walk through with a big bag of depends under your arm. Yeah. And then you, okay, so if you did that, let's, because this is the reason why people want to hide it. 
if you did that, let's say you saw somebody, okay? You saw someone picking up a package of Depends and having it under their arm, much like you mentioned with someone with diapers, and you saw Depends. Where are you? Are you looking at them? Are you staring at their ass to see if you can see Depends through their pants? Right. Sure. People are doing it because we do judge. And it's. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying it happens. And that's the reason why we end up hiding things because you take a second glance. Have you ever had a cashier make comments about stuff you purchased? Because I have. Really? Yeah. I mean, nothing. What they say? Nothing embarrassing. I just mean just generally speaking, right? Like, oh, have you tried these? These are great. Oh, I like this, but in that flavor. Like, it could be anything. So what if you get, you're not supposed to say it. I believe if I'm not mistaken, one of the things that they teach you when you're in that role at a front counter anywhere is you don't make comments on purchases, but people still do it. So you might also be worried that someone's going to make a comment about something you're purchasing that you're embarrassed by to begin with. You just want to get it over with. Right. Well, I mean, next on the list is pregnancy tests. Yep. You don't really want to hear a comment from little Judy there behind the counter. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. uh, Somebody got laid. Good for you. So (laughs) how long has it been since you had your last period? Yeah. (laughs) Like nobody wants to face judgment. Mind you, it's not, I don't know. I mean, I bought pregnancy tests before and buy them at the dollar store, by the way. Don't waste your money on that. Clear Blue shit. You don't need to spend that much money. Unless Clear Blue becomes a sponsor of the podcast, then please go buy Clear Blue. I'm a big fan of Clear yeah, Blue. Big yeah, fan. big fan. No, but I mean, that's all you really need. And they don't give a shit. I think we really assume people care more than they do. And although there might be judgment with some things in some cases, it's not worth being so embarrassed by, right? No, it's true. Uh, period products is on the list, followed by cold sore treatment. Ah. I mean, that's a fairly easy one to assess, right? If somebody comes through and they've got some, I don't know, what is that shit that they charge a fortune for? A little blue tube. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what the hell that's called. In any case, if somebody comes through the checkout and they've got their cold sore treatment, it's pretty obvious whether or not they do or don't have a cold sore, right? You'd see it. Yeah. (laughs) Don't make a fucking comment there. Don't make a comment. So here's the thing. You're going in to buy... Uh, some emergency contraceptives or some some uh, pregnancy tests or some diarrhea relief for adult diapers or condoms. You taking the time to slap down your optimum card? Make sure I get my points. Yeah. See my no. name. See my name right there in your register when you swipe here. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe you just want to get it done. And a lot of people will go to the self-checkout. I know that's what people are thinking, right? You just go to the self-checkout, guys. If you're embarrassed, right? You're buying condoms and lube and a dirty magazine if they still sell those at shoppers. You know, go to the self-checkout. In some cases, that can work for people. That's great. But you just you know it's going to happen where your your machine is going to fuck up the second that you yep. scan that lube. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then they're going to have like three. That'll be the time when they send three people right <laughs> away and they got to call for backup. And uh, somebody text the guy in IT and find out why the lube comes through at a dollar off. They go on the intercom system like someone's trying to buy lube and it's not working. Yeah, Yeah, it's not good. Like, just shoot me right there. It's the last thing I want. (laughs) Um, Maybe you're thinking to yourself, guys, there's no reason to be embarrassed about buying any of this stuff. Don't worry about it. Oh, really? Because according to this same survey, 67% of all of us admit we are judgmental of other shoppers from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're walking through the aisle there and you happen to glance over and oh, somebody's got a big fucking industrial size X-lax going. Well, they got a poop <laughs> problem. You judge. 
You instantly form an opinion yeah. in your mind. Yeah. Even against a total stranger. Sure. It happens. Yeah. Well, you know, we judge anything that may not seem embarrassing, right? Like, I mean, I'll admit, sometimes I see a cart full of th- items, and let's say they buy 15 bags of Lay's ketchup chips, just as an example. I'm taking a second glance at that going, why the fuck do you need so many ketchup chips? And it's none of my business, but in the back of my mind, I'm going, why the fuck do you need that many bags of ketchup chips? I'm yeah. still thinking it. I'm like that at the grocery store. Never with the the purchases that you would see at the pharmacy. That, I keep my head down, and I keep my nose clean, and I just go in, get my shit, and get out of there. I'm good. But yeah, I've been at the grocery store watching people load up, like, just bricks and bricks and bricks of shitty food, thinking to myself, why don't you eat some vegetables, asshole? Yeah, Come on. I am judgy, too. I am judgy, too. It's That is where I am probably judgy, and I'm with you there. Pharmacy-wise... Other than if I notice that you have something that I might catch, like if you've got a really bad nose, I don't know, sniffly nose, and I'm seeing you carrying all this cold medication, I'm staying far away from you. You know, and it's no offense to you as a person or your choices. Obviously, people get sick, but I'm still staying away from you. But if I had at a grocery store, I do the same thing where I see people buy things and I think, oh, really? You're going to buy that? And it's bad. I understand. Mm-hmm. It's none of my fucking business. It's none of my fucking business. But I'll still be like, really? You need that many of them? Like, wow. Wow. Okay. I also judge people for spending too much. If I'm standing there waiting at, I don't know, the deli section while they're slicing up some cold cuts for me, that's fine. If I look over at somebody that's ready to drop like $35 on a small piece of cheese, I think, why the fuck would you do that? What a waste of money. I do that. I judge. We all do. 67% admit that we do it. So... Those are the things we're embarrassed to buy, not on the list, which I'm very surprised about, is sex toys. Oh, really? It's not even, you know what, maybe you just, you have no shame, I think, in a lot of cases, is because sex toys aren't available at every store. You're, if you're buying a sex toy, you're entering, in person, you're entering a store that sells adult toys and novelties and things like that. So you would probably be less likely to be embarrassed because that's what the store is about. The clerk is very familiar with the products. You probably feel very comfortable. It's not like you're buying them at Zares. You know, you're not walking into a Walmart or a shopper's drug mart and buying a big-ass dildo. It's not happening. So <laughs> where would the dildo section be at Walmart? Would that be in, like, the bedding section? Would it be in the pharmacy? Near the o- it- it'd be the auto parts area. <laughs> <laughs> Tucked at the back. No, they're smart at places like that. They'd put it like right beside the batteries section at the checkout or something like yeah. that. One of those last minute impulse buys. Like, oh, fuck, I don't have a black one. All right, sure, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last but certainly not least, closing arguments begin today at the Linda O'Leary trial. Linda is on trial under the Canada Shipping Act. She faces up to a $10,000 fine. A couple of years ago, almost two years ago, she was on Lake Joe in Muskoka, mm-hmm. and her boat, with people on it, crashed into another boat with people on it. Two people were killed in that collision, and Linda O'Leary is accused of careless driving, essentially, careless boating. And the argument in her defense is, that other boat didn't have any lights on. Like, we couldn't see it. It was dark. We're in Muskoka, way away from city lights. There's no way we could have seen that boat. And yeah, the accident happened. And yeah, it's sad that people died. But that was not our fault. Mm -hmm. It seems like this trial 
has taken a turn away from whether or not the lights are on and more towards was she drinking. And yesterday, Kevin O'Leary, who you may know from Dragon's Den or Shark Tank or former candidate for leader of the Progressive Conservative <laughs> Party of Canada. For a very short time, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, he was on the stand. And it was so fucking funny because it seems like every question they asked, he, he wouldn't give a straight answer. Like, I don't recall if she was drinking. Really? Yeah. You don't recall if she was drinking? Well, I mean, maybe she had a glass of wine with dinner, like a watered-down glass of wine. And people are like, what do you mean a watered-down glass of wine? What, did you half fill the glass with wine and then top it up with yeah. water? Who the yeah. fuck does that? Nobody! Thank you for asking. Nobody does. If you're the designated driver, you're the designated driver, and you know that. And sure, there are people that will say, well, you know, I've been DD before too, but I have a, you know, a bit of a drink. It doesn't impair my decisions. Um, but don't go claiming that you... A, first of all, you don't recall, but then all of a sudden, if she did, I'm sure she had a watered-down version of the wine. Nobody's doing that. No person's doing a watered-down wine. That doesn't happen, especially when you're rich. If you're Linda O'Leary, you've got $100 bottles of wine coming out your ass. I have no doubt about it. And I remember he did a tour of his place in Muskoka once. Um, it's televised. It was televised somewhere. Maybe you could find it on YouTube. Anyway, they've got a massive seller. You're telling me that she had watered down $500 bottle of wine. That's a fucking joke to me. No way. But anyway, of course he wants to, he doesn't recall very much, right? When you, when you know something, you don't recall it, right? Yeah. I don't recall. Well, I mean, it's a sound strategy for court. I don't recall is an answer that's very non-committal. That way, if it turns out, yeah, you absolutely knew she did have a drink, you can't be accused of perjury for saying, no, she didn't have a drink. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you give those non-committal answers. It happens all the time. That's my assessment from watching a lot of court TV back in the day. People will say things like that. The I don't recall or throwing out the alternate theories, that's all meant to create reasonable doubt. To me, it's perfectly reasonable that with dinner, she had a glass of wine. They didn't eat dinner at 10 o'clock at night. So probably enough time had gone by that there wasn't a high concentration of alcohol in her system. But there does seem to be a lot of reasonable doubt about whether or not she had been drinking before this crash happened. And that's even if the alcohol even makes a difference. To me, this is all about that other boat and whether or not the lights were on. If the lights were on and they crashed into it, that's probably reckless. If the lights weren't on, I don't know how this could have been avoided. Although it's still amazing to me that on a huge lake like that, two boats managed to crash into each other. Yeah. What are the odds of that? Yeah. I know. It's something else. And it's just the beginning. Because with this in this particular case, I mean, I think that the maximum fine is $10,000. Okay, so that may seem like nothing. But if she's found guilty of anything here, it'll look bad for the other lawsuits that they're going to face, which I believe one is already filed by the family members of those killed against um, them, a wrongful a wrongful death or something of that nature that still has to go through. Um, and then I believe they countersued um, oh, really? Kevin and Linda. So this is just really the beginning, but it will kind of set a precedent for what happens going forward, I think. I think so, too. I mean, if the families of the people that died are suing the O'Leary's, it certainly makes their likelihood of a positive outcome in court in their lawsuit. It certainly makes that 
uh, they can be optimistic about it if the court rules that Linda O'Leary was acting in a reckless way or if it can be proven that she had alcohol in her system. That helps them out greatly. But if they can't prove that, their lawsuit against the O'Leary's, I don't know where they go from there. Yeah. They probably have to withdraw it, yeah. I would think. Well, that's exactly why this is so important and why he doesn't recall. <laughs> this is basically the trial that determines if there's going to be another trial with millions of dollars that's at stake. Right. That's right. The outcome of this will have a great implication on the other way. Either way, I do feel bad for the people that died and their families. I mean, you'd think Ooh. out in the middle of a lake in Muskoka on a perfectly peaceful evening, you're not in a lot of danger. Yeah. You're just sitting in a boat looking up at the stars and then all of a sudden, bang, you're dead. Yeah. The fuck is the odd? I, I don't. It's almost uncalculable. Yeah. How does that happen? It's, it's weird, bad. Man. It's bad. Hearing the testimony from this whole thing is it was brutal to uh, the people who did die. It, it, it was a terrible way to go out. Terrible. How way. did they die? Was it just like blunt force trauma? Was it getting hit by the actual boat or was it the prop or what happened? Yeah, trauma. Um, the one was bleeding out of his ears and nose. And um, uh, there was a doctor on board, too, um, that went to go. One of them, just so you guys know, was a doctor. So he went over a physician, something like that, whatever it was. And saw gray matter coming out of his ears, the one who died. So he knew that there was no saving him in that moment. And then it was the woman that was sent to hospital later and she died. But yeah, she was knocked over. It was the impact, basically. Knocked them over. So And they hit, the one hit his head so hard he was bleeding instantly. Um, And and she, I believe it was some form of trauma as well, yeah. I'm going to assume the O'Leary's have a fairly nice and sizable boat. They weren't exactly in a little 12-footer with a... 20 horsepower engine they they probably have a pretty powerful boat so yeah yeah, i mean impact would do that uh sad situation either way i just hope that justice is done either way if she truly did not do anything reckless then i hope she's found not guilty if she did do something reckless uh, then i hope she is found guilty there's still a lot of people who don't think she was driving the boat they think kevin was driving the boat that's nobody's ever been able to prove that one way or the other. That's right. That could because he did have alcohol in his system. So it's quite possible that he was driving and they did pull the switcheroo, which wouldn't be the first time. Uh, cameras can't catch anything of significance, really, to confirm that or not. So they're going with the story that Linda was the driver. Hmm. And, and I guess that's all they can do. Yeah. Uh, and there's a very small number of people that actually know. The O'Leary's had people on their boat with them, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And, and one of them um, did testify recently that they did see Linda having a, a glass of wine previous, but that's all they said, I, I, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, she did, she had an alert. So I think we all know that obviously she had some alcohol. If he's saying he can't recall, maybe she had a watered-down version. The other one is saying, yes, she had a drink previous. Nobody, nobody can recall her having a drink after the fact, which is interesting, which is what she claims, by the way. So, all well, of that, but again, I don't know if this is enough to prove that someone was drinking before the crash. I don't know. To me, that part is actually very believable. I would think that if I just went through that kind of a situation where I crashed my boat into another boat, two people died, well, one person was obviously dead, and another person is in an ambulance right now on their way to a hospital, I would probably pour myself a drink too because I'd really? be shaking. Oh my God. See, that's the last thing I would think of doing. I wouldn't be able to do, yes, when you're in shock like that, there's no way. I would be sick to my stomach. I couldn't eat or drink a thing. 
Well, this was in the time when they got back to the cottage. They tied up the boat to the dock. They were inside waiting for the police to arrive because the police had to deal with the injuries on the boat that got hit. And then they were going to come and investigate. But with you the know, though. But come on. She's not stupid. She's not a stupid woman. You know, they're going to come talking to you and find out who was driving the boat. Yep. You would That'll have be the a, first you question. Would, yeah. You would have a glass of wine while you're waiting for them to probably ask if you've been drinking. That's bullshit. I don't know. I find that part believable. Yeah, but, but uh, how, how stupid, though? You would be dumb to do that. I was driving oh, a boat. I think it's smart to do it. I mean, there's no shortage of people who have done something stupid behind the wheel when they were drunk. And to cover up the fact that they were drunk while they were driving, they had another drink to try and uh, take away some credibility from the intoxilizer. Well, but, but to claim that that's the only drink you had was after the fact, that's bullshit to me. You don't take any, if you know you're sober, you take no chances. You wait and you do not have anything alcohol in your system in case they do ask you that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, and who knows if you're even thinking on that level after a situation like that. I don't know what I would do in that situation. I just know that I would be feeling absolutely terrible. What do you say to the people in the boat that you just hit? Sorry about that. See you later. Yeah. No, I mean, you'd, you'd have to help. You'd be calling on, on your phone. 911. Uh, talking to the operator. Where's the most convenient place to meet you? Does the ambulance have to come all the way around the lake? Or can we just zip across and get this patient to you? There's so many different balls up in the air when an accident happens on the water like that. It's fucked up. Okay, guys, we went a little long today. We'll keep tomorrow a little shorter. Have yourselves a fantastic Thursday. And uh, go Canada at the Olympics. The Milwaukee Bucks won their first NBA title in 50 years. Uh, the game was such a disaster for the Suns, Chris Paul had to file a claim with State Farm to cover his losses. Due to COVID concerns, the U.S. women's gymnastics team has left the Olympic Village to stay at a nearby hotel. You know there's a problem when Red Roof Inn is the safer option. Some entertainment news, CNN just announced that they're launching their own streaming service called CNN Plus. I'm pretty sure there's already a place to stream CNN 24 hours a day. It's called CNN, right? Am I missing something? Amid growing concerns of contracting coronavirus in Tokyo's Olympic Village, the U.S. women's gymnastics team decided to move into a hotel and get this. In addition to everything else she can do, Simone Biles figured out how to print something in the business center in five minutes. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.